WFMD and WFMD.com. Running, running, and running, running. Come on, y'all. Let's get it's the Morning News Express 7-Eleven at WFMD. And welcome in uh, the Chief of Police for the City of Frederick, Chief Jason Lando. Good morning, sir. How are you? Happy New Year. Good morning and Happy New Year. How's it going? Uh, it's good. It's good. I, You know what? I'm going to be honest with you here. Um, when I'm looking through past and uh, you know things to talk about with uh, with you, I it's been relatively quiet coming from your division. Uh, mostly, I mean, uh, um, we, we, and, and, we never <laughs> use the Q word, my friend. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the first rule in policing. You never jinxed well, the Q word. Then if, then if that's the case, then feel free to tase Chris Michaels. <laughs> I'm on it. But it, but it, but you know, it's like so. It's been relatively, you know, uh, and that's that, and that's. It's a good thing, right? Yeah, I mean, we have some great cops out there, and they're uh, they're keeping things under control. So let's let's keep it that way. So let's get into then the uh, the crime stats. Um, I'm looking at the end of year crime stats. Now I know that you and I have talked about this before that the guidelines for the crime stats have changed on how you report them. Um, but c can you give me maybe a side by side comparison on where we stand on crime in downtown Frederick? Yeah, so uh, like we talked about, just for some of the listeners that uh, that are not aware of the changeover, uh, we moved from a system called UCR, Uniform Crime Reporting, to NIBRS, uh, and it, it kind of you, you got to do an apples to apples comparison, and this is the first year where, where we are able to do that comparison uh, because we finally have our first full year's worth of numbers. Uh, but the NIBRS is a little bit more of, of a robust reporting system, so it can give the appearance that crime is up. In reality, we're just re reporting more stuff. Uh, that's kind of the basic way of putting it. Um, so we ended the year uh, pretty good. One of the things we noticed is that there was a decrease in drug overdoses and a decrease in firearms discharges. Uh, one of the areas that we uh, con continually see an increase, and this is uh, both in Frederick and all over the region, are in some of our motor vehicle, uh, our tamperings and some of our motor vehicle thefts. Um, as, you're, as you're aware, all over the region there are these uh, theft rings going on. Uh, and so we're just trying to keep, you know, kind of keep a lid on that. Uh, but as far as, uh, um, f you know, gun violence is concerned, uh, we're, we're doing pretty good and we're down and that's where we want to keep it. Now, um, I'm looking at one. I mean, unfortunately, you know, we don't uh, and hopefully we'll never get into double digits when it comes to homicides in the city of Frederick. But it did go up just a little bit. And you had a, a three asterisks there um, and, and it said homicide is an attempt. What does that mean to, to the average listener? So I, I don't have the um, – what you're referring to, I don't have that in front of me today, okay. so I'm just trying to go based on what you're saying. And an okay. attempt would be, uh, you know, the, the person survived the, oh, the assault. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so it's yeah, not an actual and homicide, and, and it's an attempted homicide. And that's kind of the difference between um, the two reporting aspects, And because now if it's a, a homicide or an attempt, that those numbers fall under one category as opposed to two different categories, correct? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, if it's a, a homicide or an attempt, that those numbers fall under one category as opposed to two different categories, correct? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so so you're overall happy with uh, the total theft. So now when we start to see, or not theft, but the, the numbers, but now so when we start to see, because if you want to, you can see the crime stats, and, and it's laid out 
every single month uh, of the year. It goes all the way back, I think, to about 20. Uh, I'm looking all the way back to 2009. Um, so we see that. Uh, so this year, when we start to see the 2024 crime stats and you see the, say, the January uh, numbers and, and comparable to uh, last year, then they will be actually numbers that we can compare to apples, as you said, apples to apples. Yes, yes, we are at that point now where we've caught up and and we've been doing NIBRS now for for a full year, so we can uh, we can make that comparison. We have the uh, chief of police, Chief Jason Lando, on uh, in the house. We'll talk more with him coming up on the Morning News Express, Free Talk nine thirty WFMD. Whatever's happening in and around Mid Maryland, you'll hear about it. On 930 WFMD. <clears throat> On the Morning News Express, good morning. Bob Miller, Chris Michaels, and the uh, Chief of Police of the uh, Frederick City, Frederick City Chief of Police, Jason Lando, joins us this morning. Uh, Chief Lando, we all know that uh, we, we kind of broke this story. It was in the newspaper the other day about the uh, uh, city of Frederick being a victim of a wire fraud. And unfortunately, and when it in concerns to re- retrofitting or rebuilding the William Donald Schaefer building, and I know it's an ongoing investigation, but the part that the city had in it, uh, your, your division, um, how do you handle something like that? So obviously, Obviously, it it came to light. Then is that turned over to you, and then your decisions to help turn it over to other agencies? Uh, kind of give us the process of that. I know you can't really talk about the case. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, this came to the attention of uh, the the leaders at City Hall. They reached out to us to make the initial report. Uh, in looking at it and discussing it with our investigative uh, team and our supervisors, we determined that um, this is probably something that requires the resources. Uh, of a larger entity and also to prevent a conflict of interest we we felt that the city uh, as the city police shouldn't be investigating the city uh, and and so um, we decided to reach out to some of our other law enforcement partners we reached out to the FBI and also to the state police and ultimately the state police uh, took the case unfortunately this is uh, not uncommon uh, we see cities across the country that are falling victim to this and we just felt that the state police or the fbi would have better resources to deal with a, a wire fraud in, uh, uh, investigation it's not that's not something that we do every day at fpd and so we did um, uh, send out the investigation externally now of course obviously it's you know it's it's your building and as the chief of police hey, deep down it's got a, and i can't use the word that i would like to use but it probably ticks you off pretty bad doesn't it yeah, I mean it's it's very unfortunate. It, you know, it's it's un- unfortunate because you know this is a this is a, a project that we're, that we're working on in the police department. Uh, but but also you know just as a city, you know it it it, it stings and uh, yeah. and so we 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 do want to find out who is responsible for this um, and uh, and and hopefully that the the state police uh, using their resources is able to do that. So I have a quick question regarding wire fraud, real quick. I know you said because it's a conflict of interest, and obviously we understand that. If it wasn't the city, if a local person uh, had an issue with wire fraud, uh, just a regular Joe off the street in Frederick City, would they contact you all? Would you all investigate that, or would you then again have to give it to another agency? If anyone's the victim of fraud, they should always contact local law enforcement mm-hmm. and let us make that determination. Okay. Um, just based on uh, based on what happened, uh, it might be something that our detectives are, are able to handle. Uh, but it also, if if it's uh, you know. For instance, someone maybe out of the area or even out of the country, that's really not going to fall under FPD's Correct. purview. So, but but we need to at least know about it, and we'll make that determination and the appropriate referrals. Gotcha. 
Well, good question, uh, Chris. Uh, we're talking with uh, Chief Jason Lando. Let's talk about the uh, the retrofit of the uh, William Donald uh, Schaefer Building, or is it just a, is it a complete gut and redoing it? Or um, tell us how that is going, and when will it be up and ready to run? All right. So uh, uh, last about a week or so ago, we were able to do our first walkthrough. So uh, quarterly, we do an all supervisor meeting. Uh, and so we use this quarter's all supervisor meeting after the after the meeting to uh, take a walk over to the new building and tour it from top to bottom. And I can tell you, uh, looking at it with my own eyes, that it is a complete gut job. It is uh, it is down to the shell. So all of the demolition has been completed, and now uh, I, I'm assuming if they haven't already, uh, very shortly they're going to begin uh, the work on the inside. So we really got the chance to completely custom design the inside. Um, this isn't just a remodel. This is uh, right, right now it's just floors and walls. What at what point and and, and what degree will it have? Jason Lando's fingerprint or footprint on the building. I mean, are you are there certain things that you're that you're asking for to be put in this building that maybe somebody else might not? A Pittsburgh Steelers pennant, maybe the building. Is that what you're looking for? Oh, you guys are killing me. But maybe in my office, just in my office. Uh, no. So, you know, this this is definitely this is not about me. Um, you know, one of the things that I really wanted to be intentional about was to make sure that the people working in that building every day. Um, had an input into what that building was going to look like. So we've been working for over a year, uh, meeting once or twice a month with the architects and with the designers and with uh, the, the city's lead, Mark Diocampo, on the project. So every workspace in the headquarters will be designed based on the feedback from the people using that space. Um, you know, our crime lab, for instance, Sabrina Swan is our crime lab supervisor. She's the pro in that area. Uh, who am I to say what should go into a crime lab? She does the work every day. So she and her team, uh, just using one example, she and her team really got to um, design what her space was going to look like. And so, um, you know, obviously, you know, those decisions will come up to the deputy chiefs and to me for a final say. And, you know, if there's budget issues and we have to make cuts here and there, that's one thing. But for the most part, we, we kind of took a step back and we let the, the officers and the frontline supervisors, um, both civilian and sworn, um, decide what they want their new home to look like. Is there uh, is there an area where you reached out to other people? And, and and the reason why I say this, I'm like, I watch way too many crime shows on TV. So I mean, like uh, when it comes to bulletproof glass or the, I mean, obviously there'll be a holding cell in there, maybe maybe not. Um, but I mean that kind of stuff. I mean, do you look at other agencies, or is there a place where you can go? Uh, do you deal with the FOP and and what they believe should be uh, safety concerns when it comes to the building so we uh, that's a great question we actually um on the architect and design team they have a law enforcement expert uh and so this gentleman um he his his expertise is in building police facilities so he he brings that to the table with him so when we say hey now we're getting ready to look at this space or that space what are other police departments doing like what is the industry best practice what are the industry standards um and so, you know, one of the things I'll, I'll just, you know, one of the conversations we had is, um, you know, ha we want the building to be safe for our officers, for our professional staff, for visitors. Um, and so, you know, the first thing to, the first thing you say is the whole building has to be bulletproof. Right. You know, <clears throat> we're going to make it a fortress. And then you look at what other police departments are doing and the cost of doing that. And uh, it, it would be completely cost prohibitive. So so we looked at. 
the areas where um, the officers and the professional staff will be working the most, where people will be exposed, where the where the first floor uh, entry and exit points are, where the glass is, and we harden those areas. Um, if you look at like Chicago and New York City, their precincts in downtown major urban high crime areas aren't completely bulletproof, and and, and so to do that would cost millions and millions of dollars. So we are designing this building according to industry uh, best practices and standards and we're going to make it as safe as as uh, we possibly can for those that are working there we're talking with the chief of police chief jason lando coming up uh more uh with him and of course if you have questions the uh wonderful battery warehouse text line is ready for you 301-694-9363-301-694 wfmd from atop south mountain and down the monocacy valley we're here for you 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Kicking it right back up, 735 at WFMD with the uh, Chief of Police, Chief Jason Lando in the uh, studios. Um, I saw a story, WFMD's been talking about it, that uh, the, uh, the city's police are looking for assistance in identifying some suspects who were involved in an assault last year. Um, and uh, re- reaching out, tell us a little bit about that story, first of all. Yeah, so uh, this was back on November 27th in the 100 block of East Street. Uh, you know, very unfortunately, we had two of our transit workers that were assaulted. Uh, detective Nicole Smith is the lead detective on the case. Uh, and I know uh, I just looked at your website. We do have a photo out there. It's not the greatest photo, uh, but we would ask listeners to take a look if they think they might even recognize uh, the individuals, uh, whether it's a piece of clothing or just anything that stands out, um, to please give give us a call, give Detective Smith a call. We, we really want to get this uh, this crime solved and bring some justice to the victims. Absolutely. That brings me to another point, and maybe I'm just on the wrong place. I'm on X, and I'm looking at the Frederick, Frederick Police uh, official Twitter page, uh, so to speak, X. Uh, it doesn't seem to be updated. Are we kind of going away from that and using other other social media, or am I just at the wrong place? I'll have to, I'll have to check, uh, check that for you uh once I get off air, uh, I'll check with our public information officer. I know that we're very active on uh, on other uh, yeah. social media platforms, but uh, I- I'm actually not an X slash Twitter person myself. Okay. I'm not really on there, so uh, I know that we post several times a day uh, on Facebook. And I know we're on other uh, media platforms, but I'll, I'll check on that for you. Yeah, no, it's just because I see that and I'm like, okay, I want to, you know, because I heard about that. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go there and check it out because I do see constantly. I see uh, your smiling face and, uh, you know, and uh, awarding uh, your your uh, officers. Uh, they're just deserved. So that's why I, that's why I asked uh, uh, asked that question. So And really he means uh, you, you need to give the Morning News Express a shout out on uh, your Facebook page, how much you love coming on the show and how yeah, much you love no. me and Bob. We will make. Make sure to shout you guys out on every form of social media that we have. Yeah, we've arrested Chris Michaels and Bob Miller for being morons. Um, Thank God that's not a crime being a moron. I've been in trouble a long time ago. That is true. So, Liv, uh, a couple other stories here that I kind of want to get to, and uh, and they're not big, but budget requests. Of course, obviously, this is the budget season, and um, you're building a new building, so I'm sure when you look at budget requests and uh, going to the state, does... Uh, 
um, the chief of police, Jason Lando, have certain things he wants in the budget other than, you know, hey, we might have to take care of some overruns when it comes to the cost of the building. What are what have you set your sights on to try to get from not only the city, but uh, maybe uh, the state as well? You know, so uh, uh, people and vehicles are always going to be a priority for us. Um, and I give a shout out to, to our fleet folks, uh, Lieutenant Lapp, uh and, and Captain Hare uh, and, and everyone in that chain of command, we, we've really made an intentional effort um, over the past uh, th- three years um, to update the, the vehicle fleet. Uh, but we need to get on a regular schedule uh, so we make sure that we're staying ahead of that. Uh, if you've lived here for a while, you, I'm sure you've seen our police cars are much nicer. I joke around when I was in town for the interview. Uh, I saw some really old police cars driving around, and I and I joke around. I said, I hope those uh, vehicles are driving to the junkyard right now. We're not actually using those. Um, so th- the fleet has done a complete 180, and we want to stay on that. So that's something that we prioritize each year. Are you um, – I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, just the other thing is staffing. We, we want to make sure that um, as the city grows that we're growing the department. What about the uh, the contract with the FOP, I think, runs out fairly soon. I mean, you know, sometime this year. Have you started negotiations with them, and, and where might we stand on that? We are in active negotiations right now, and so I really can't discuss that because, uh, you know, because they are confidential negotiations. But we're having uh, regular conversations uh, between the city and, and the FOP. Uh, and they're ongoing, and, and I, I, I'm fairly confident we can come to a, a resolution that will make everyone happy. You can tell us. Nobody's really listening. Um, feel free to spill the beans. That's... Hey, you're the one that just said no one's listening, <laughs> so that's not exactly a great advertisement. For My mother's listening. I think everyone just wants something that's that's fair. You know, we, we have a – the city has a budget that they have to work with, but but our officers and our professional staff they do a heck of a job every day and we just we want to make sure that they're fairly compensated and well taken care of what about the replacement of firearms and uh personal vests like the vests that they wear bulletproof what are they paid for by the city or are they paid for by the officer no they're they're all paid everything's paid for by the city and and that type of stuff is on a cycled re- replacement so yeah we have to build it into the budget but but we know like every there are certain line items in the budget that are recurring and we know like every year we need to budget to replace um, a certain percentage of body armor, a certain percentage of firearms. And that's really not something that we really ever get pushback on because, it, again, it's a recurring expense. And body yeah. cams, too. You guys have body cams. I'm sure they got to be replaced every so often. Yeah, we have a, we have a contract with Axon uh, who does all of our body cameras, uh, and so we're on a schedule with them for, for replacement maintenance and, and stuff like that. And, and so um, the other thing, we, we have a grant writer in the police department, and I have to give her a shout-out. She does an amazing job, Krista. Um, and when there's some stuff that comes up during the budget year that we'd really like that wasn't budgeted for, um, Krista's uh, more often than not able to find us the funding necessary to get those items. And so we, we could not do what we do every day without her. One final question, because we have to go and we're up against the clock and we appreciate your time, uh, Chief Lando. And that is um, going back to the the incident with the wire fraud uh, as a uh, as an officer, as somebody who does, you know, what you do, do you uh, and I, I'm asking you not as the chief of police, but as an officer, do you have high hopes that the uh, city will be able to recover that money? You know, I, I, I again, I, I wish I could comment. I, I, I really can't. 
Um, okay. I can tell you that these are tough investigations, uh, and and a lot of times we find that the people perpetrating these crimes are from uh, almost always out of state, but sometimes out of the country as well. So it just deter- it, it'll just depend on where the investigation leads. Yeah, I mean, I just hope they left some kind of a footprint that you can find and get the get the money back. But I, I just sometimes I have a feeling that these are you know as, as smart as law enforcement and its uh, municipalities. Sometimes the crooks are getting smarter, not dumber. Yeah, we always got we got to stay on top of our game. Yeah, absolutely. Chief Jason Lando, thank you so much. Am I leaving anything out? Uh, I think you you covered everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time and uh, thank you uh, for being here. Hopefully, we'll make this a more of a, a recurring uh, situation with having the uh, chief of police, uh, the top cop in downtown Frederick, in uh, our uh, studios on top of Grove Hill Road, seven forty two. Thank you, sir. It's the Morning News Express at WFMD. 930 WFMD traffic for Frederick and surrounding counties. Delays in 270 southbound in Frederick.